Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no subject. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to part two of this week's edition of Akdong Mill, the number one Mill podcast. You know it, I know it, everyone knows it. Um, we've got so much content this week for you, dear listeners. I'd like to split it into two editions. You really would have heard, I hope, my live stream of consciousness in part one. This is part two, a Sunday morning call between myself and Harry Warren reviewing yesterday's fine win over Preston North End that leaves us sitting in fifth place and the promised land, a shot of the promised land within touching distance. So let's take you straight over now, Sunday morning, um, with myself and Harry Warren. Get yourself a cup of coffee. Achtung, Mailball. It's a good morning, dear listeners, to Harry Warren. Um, Sunday morning after yesterday's excellent win, Harry. Um, we were just saying off air, mate, weren't we? It's uh, I can't do too many more of these H. I'm getting too old for it. <laughs> Nerve-wracking stuff. You've only, you've only got, four, well, you got four more for definite and maybe three more if you uh, if you decide to do the four yeah. well enough. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's supposed to be enjoyable, <laughs> isn't it? But it's not. It's, I mean, it's like, you know, relegation. If you're in a relegation dogfight, there's sort of a, there's kind of like a pragmatism to being oh, well, we've given it a go or whatever. It's a different feeling. When you're going for, like, playoffs and stuff, it feels totally different than when you're well, fighting you're relegation. Like, there's yeah, an inner self-belief. Um, I mean, it was... It was. It, I've watched the, the YouTube highlights back this morning, listeners, and um, my impression in real time, Harry, was that we played a pretty decent side in Preston, and we've obviously prevailed. It was a shootout situation at the OK corral um really because um winner was probably going to be in the stronger position we are now in a a very good uh fifth place standing 65 points plus good goal difference spreads over preston and blackburn um and as we were just saying i think it's only coventry and uh and and um norwich and sunderland they've got similar um you know goal differences to us so it's put us in a very very good position um but I was quite impressed by Preston yesterday. I thought they played a style of football, Harry, and I'm interested to know what you think that I'd like to see us aspire to at some stage um, because we were very much in the kind of away day grind kind of mode yesterday, long ball, soak it up and hit them on the break stuff, weren't we? Yeah, we were, but I thought they were shit at the back, which kind of means that if you if you, if you you do all that but you can't defend, it means fuck all. That's why they got beat 2-0. 
Um, and I think I think that's the yin and the yang of you can either set up to be that kind of passing fluid build from the backside like they clearly were, um, or yeah. you can be resilient, sort of live for set pieces, win your bits and pieces, win your individual battles and win 2-0. I mean, it's more Millwall to be how we are um, and how we are, but we are. Well, hats off to our defence. Hats off to our defence and hats off to Jules Long um, because, you know, both have had um, their, 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 their moments this season. But I thought yesterday, I mean, we, we were living on a wing and a prayer at times, but um, I was just watching some of the saves that Jules Long made and, and, and defenders around him, uh, Billy Mitch as well, Scott Malone. Um, all did very, very well to keep Preston at bay, I thought, because they looked a decent side going forward. So let's put that caveat in there rather than defensively, as you just said. I thought we let them play. I, I thought there was a there was a horrible sign of, I know, that, to touch on another sporting event of yesterday, they were talking about how horses can feel people being nervous and, and react to that. I, I, feel, I felt like Millwall were kind of like the horse that had got the scent of, well, hang on a minute, something's not right here. And I felt like we got our goal. And then we went, oh, fuck, no, I don't know what mm. to fucking do here. What do we do? We're winning 1-0. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do, we do? And like there was a collective, almost, not, I wouldn't say panic. Nervousness. I wouldn't say panic, is... but there was, a, there was a definite everyone going, what? It was a tenseness. Yeah, there was. And yeah. I think this isn't the Millwall style to be the team that is hunted. The lion likes to go and hunt. It doesn't want to be hunted by other teams, by other animals. And that's where we are because we're mm. fifth. And, and we, we'd almost have been better yesterday being Preston coming and having to have something and, and, and being able to go guns blazing. At the moment, we can't do that. And that is an unusual position. And I know we've been in this position of chasing a lot, but we haven't really been the ones to be chased for a playoff spot yet. And I think there is a little bit of stick or twist. I don't know what to do. I think Gary Rowett's a little bit like that because it seemed to, without, you know, we got the result and that was that's that. But I felt like the substitution seemed yeah. to take forever. They made four subs and it was like, they're going to score. Like, it just felt like they were going to score. And I know we got the goal in the second half against the runner play a little bit, but it did feel like you were waiting for something to happen. And it was like, please just do something. It feels like the waves of the Alamo coming at us. And it, it just, it was really hard to watch at times, you know? Well, it was. So we kept them at bay. And I think that's the number, that's the start and the finish of the whole podcast, in a sense, listeners, because we did very well to keep them at bay. Um I don't want to overplay them too much, Harry. I just thought they moved the ball around quite well. There was an early chance for Troy Parrott, his name, <laughs> from the um, which if he'd have caught it slightly, I mean, it was like a, about a foot wide of the angle of the post, wasn't it? And um, it missed, so on we go. But um, on another day, chances like that can can work against you. I, I thought they moved the ball around quite well. You're right about we we were sitting back and letting them play a little bit. But I think that's that's going to be our style, um, you know. As much as um, some of us might want to see a more fluid style, I think we are going to be a soak it up and Wait. you know counter punch side. That's the Gary Rowett style. No, I, I agree. But out of possession, we normally we have we do sort of a mid block. We're going to get tactical here. We do a mid block, so we say you can have the ball mm. to a certain point, and then we 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 engage there. But we've got a man with the front three. But we've got a man in the front three that doesn't do that, um, and. He get. We're talking about Oliver. Oh Burke. yes, let's, Claxon, let's name him. Fucking Claxon for the most useless <laughs> football player on twenty five grand a week in the world. Um, I 
I, I don't know what he brings. I don't know. He makes Danny McNamara a worse football player, 110%. He gives him... Because yeah, Danny looked a little bit of six and seven probably In front of the East Lower, they're having a fucking argument 20 minutes into the game. If you're a Preston, you're sitting there thinking, fucking hell, this is great. We've got him rattled. It's not good. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't show. He's the most reactive football player in the world, right? There's like, if you play the ball in front of him, he then runs. He doesn't run to go and like make space and make the ball. Such a weird football player in the sense that he has no football. Doesn't do an awful lot of tra- tracking back, H, either, does well, he? Was... He doesn't do an awful lot of um, hard stuff. There know? was one in the first half, maybe but just after we'd scored. So they sort of reacted quite well to us going in front of full. Um, Preston. And, and yeah. they were putting pressure yeah. on. So Danny Mac sort of doesn't read a bad pass from him. I think it was either Cooper or Hutchins and played him into a bad pass. Bad pass in front of him into a bad area. And Danny could have either gone for the ball or he sort of half hesitated and went, fuck, I'm not going to get there. And it was even worse because he was, I'm not going to get there. So now he's out of position and he hasn't engaged the defender. Oliver Burke might as well have been having a fag, a fucking dry martini <laughs> on the fucking halfway line talking to Megan McKenna. Um, because it, it just, there was no reaction. It was like, oh, is it? Oh, they've got the. Oh, no, no, and no. That is, is, but that's it. And then it'll run at fucking full speed to get back, gets back into sort of like a shape, and then doesn't engage anyone, just stands there and thinks he's doing enough. He's the most frustrating football player in the world because he, he's tall, he's not bad in the air, he's got bags of pace. No. He's a fucking handful. Yeah. But does fuck all with all of those abilities. There are players out there. There's you or me or anyone would fucking be a fucking professional football player if you had all of those attributes. Because all he needs is a brain. You know, he is the Tim Man. He is if only I if I only had a brain. It literally <laughs> is that because he doesn't have one. He doesn't have a. There's a big one. lesson in life for all the listeners out there. If only I mean that goes on a lot of lot of areas and aspects of life. If only I had a brain. Um, no, I take the point. I mean, I was, I was really struck when late Roman Essay came into the game. He's, a Roman is a very skillful boy, but um, but he's, you know he's, he's a slight build compared with say um, uh, Oliver Burke as an example. But he still gets. He's still. He's still trying to do the tackling. He's still trying to work. Do the work side of the game. And I. I you know. That's, that's. That's an attribute that will take him a long way. In well, the I game, think one's got a future. One's got. One's got a future, in football, and it's probably higher than us. There's one out of those two that's got a future yeah. that's probably not as high as us. And I don't think Oliver. I think no. it's very clear to see which one is what. Oliver Burke, has got pace. That's kind of the thing. Like that is his attribute. Um, but he's eight. That's it, yeah. But that's it. I think his agent should have been doing the Brexit negotiations for Britain, fucking, because to sell him for twenty five grand a week <laughs> is fucking unbelievable. But but essay might have come out a bit better from yeah, the. But essay's <laughs> got that direct that that new sort of dribbling style where the ball is like yeah. it's on a string. It's so tight to you, and he's so direct that when he runs at you, defenders can't do fuck all against him because. He's so quick, his body movement's so fluid that he just glides past people. And we haven't had that in the entire time that I've gone and watched us. No. I've never seen... Like, for how good Jeb Wallace was, Jeb Wallace is a pace, knock it in front of you, and then the ball travels far, so it gives the defender an option to get it. We've never had a player that fucking can keep a ball like that. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of the last time we've had a dribbling winger... Um, and you know, it's a long. You're going back a long, long time to 
maybe Jimmy Carter in, in, in the past. I mean, we invariably we're pace-based wingers, aren't yeah. we? You know, we? We get blokes, as you say, good, good example, Jed Wallace, good example, put the ball in some space and try and beat, beat the man in a running race. But this boy can, he's got the confidence, Harry, he's got the confidence in his own ability to take a man on and beat him. And that, I think, is invaluable because he's got the skill to I do think that as well. I think, I think the thing with him is it's clear that like from his Instagram posts and things, he's very humble, very, he's not, you know, sometimes we hear about young players and they've got like big entourages or agents. I think he's a nice, looks a nice enough kid, looks very much quite yeah. happy to be involved. And the long that run out yesterday, that sort of half hour that he got, if it was just under half hour, 20, 20, like maybe half hour, 25 minutes, whatever. To play him at the den, I think is the way to do it. I don't think sending him, you know, to playing. We're going to weigh or some northern, northern shithole. Shit yeah, 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 yeah. 20, sort of 25, yeah. 30 minutes when we're one, when we're one, two new up at home. When in front of a supportive den, because the, yeah. the, the, the den clearly loves him. That's yeah. the way yeah. to build him. That's the way to, and I understand why Rowett doesn't want to throw him in from the start, and I can understand. But those second half impact subs, because also what he does is he's a totally, if Burke's been running at you when he does decide to run for 20 for sort of 60 minutes and you bring SA on you're tired you're you're mentally mm. exhausted as a as a winger and he's just a totally different all of a sudden the game plan changed i mean he beat beat the man yesterday twice and he he decided to shoot when he could have crossed but it, you can see even the forward even the other forwards have gone fucking hell actually I'm, i i can gamble now i can go in the box gun know he's going to try and put the yeah. ball across and we're a crossing base side. Let's not forget this. Tom Bradshaw's goal yesterday come from being good in the air. You know, Fleming's goal yesterday come from us yeah. being good in the air and knocking it down and scoring. So it's it's another weapon. We've got to utilise him. If we've got no Honeyman, SA is the next cab on the rank to 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 play. And you've got you've got to play him and you've got to applaud what he's doing because I think to be we'll certainly bring him in with time for him to to have an influence. I mean, I, I did like the fact he came in with half an hour to play with yesterday. Um, I don't see Gary Rowett changing from Burke now in the remaining what is it three games of uh, the regular season. Then what? Well, let's let's talk about playoff football. You know, I think he's probably going to go with him for the for the pace aspect of his game, if not the um, the rest of it. But um, it's great to see Roman Sa coming in with time to influence the game because the boy's got the got the ingredients, listeners. Um, just want to mention before we go further, Harry. Um, obviously, injury to Murray mm-hmm. Wallace uh, pulled up quite early on in the game. I, I just want to take my hat off to Scott Malone because he's been a player that's um, cops a bit of stick sometimes. And I thought he did a good job yesterday. He made one or two pretty um, crucial blocks at times. And also, um, I think it was his free kick that led to the to the second goal. So I thought he, he put in a good shift yesterday, Scott Malone. Yeah, I like Scott Malone. I, I know defensively he's fucking useless. But um, I mean... Yesterday he wasn't for for a change. Normally he's no, normally he's a no, weak no. as piss. But yesterday he seemed to you know it was a day where he seemed to read everything that that uh, Preston were going to do. I think he was involved in two clearances off the line from the top of my head. Um, yeah, kind of a semi miracle one when they, they were two 0 down. It was late late in the game, but they, a goal there might have put the cat amongst the pigeons. But he completely cleared it off yeah, the line. So, I think, you know, and fair play to him. I think he's only played him. probably like 20 minutes of football this season, maybe, like at mm. most. And, you know, obviously it's clear that in a back four, they don't fancy him. Um, Mill coaching staff, mm. Gary Rowett included. But in the four yesterday, he was good. 
you know, he he done well. Whether or not people will target him will yet to be seen. But you can only just judge him on that performance. And his legs didn't go. It'll be difficult for him to get up and go again. I suppose Tuesday will be a real test for him to, and hopefully he gets through it because we can't. You know, I don't know who the next left back option is. Do, do you? I I don't know. It's terrifying. No, no. no um... Well, obviously, Styles is out for the season pretty much. So, uh, no, um, there'll be, there'll be uh, sticky tape and sellotape um, trying to put somebody in position that can do half a job, perhaps. I don't know news. I'm, I haven't seen I anything see on Murray Wallace. I don't know what he's... I think Shackleton might end up playing. Shacks, might end up maybe. playing now, which wouldn't be good. But um... He seems to be a utility man, the kind of bloke you turn to. Um in these situations, if there's no Ryan Leonard. Yeah, yeah Ryan Leonard. Shackleton um, has become the new Ryan Leonard, and he? he just plays wherever we need to. New Ryan to. Leonard. There's always a living to be made in uh, in Mill uh, to Zamba Road for a player that can play anywhere, pretty much. Um, well taken goal. I mean, you've mentioned Bradshaw's goal on the opening. That was that was a nice crossing from uh, Z and the Fleming, was, I think, yeah. wasn't it? And, Doesn't uh, do fuck all, though. He's gone off the boil. He's gone off the boil. He doesn't do fuck all, Z and Fleming. He's <laughs> fucking... What a waste of space he is. What a fucking joke. They've all... like. Well, just, the people... They're normal football players. Like, there's going to be games when they don't do anything. Like, it's just normal. Like, it's not that they don't give a fuck and they don't care and all this other stuff. But you know, what a relief that. I think also, you know, you, I don't know how it was in your block, Harry. But there was a palpable tension all around the den yesterday because everyone knows what's on the table. Everyone knows that we, you know, we are the underdogs with a shot. And it is only a shot at a big time at the moment, um, but it's certainly moving into 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 vision now. And I think it, it, suddenly the enormity of what's on the table potentially becomes a bit of a bit of a weight. And I think the players feel it. Zian Fleming would feel it. You know, he's a he's a talented player. No one can deny that. I dare say the tension of the situation starts to inhibit you in the way you're playing. In the in the in the you know, you you become more conscious of not making a mistake than gambling and going forwards we, we, we would all be in that situation so no I, I mean it was a good cross and it's he can he can only do what he can do in that situation Tom Bradshaw did well to, to lovely, flick it home I, I was particularly impressed absolutely lovely header. yeah um we've mentioned already the saves and obviously the rest of the half for Preston was um that was probably their their, their high point of the game for the rest of the first half because we were clinging on by half time um the second goal, I mean, it's interesting. I've already said how I'm praising Preston and their style of play, but um, both of our goals really were, were direct goals incarnate. The second one particularly was basically a, a long uh, free kick. I think it was Scott Malone took it, I said, and uh, I think it was Jake Cooper got the nod down there, Harry. Yeah. Right? He fell into the path of Zia. Yeah, and he, he sort, put it a, home. sort of put a... And it was a lovely finish as well from Fleming. Like, he's hit down into the turf, so yeah. he spins up. He tried doing that at West Brom, I think. He tried doing that with a header... He edited it down. He edited it down, yeah. and it took, for whatever reason. Normally, when you head the ball down, it takes like it skims off the turf and gets a gets a bounce and picks up speed. The one at um, the one at West Brom, which would have put us one nil up, was he he edited it down and it fucking bounced up and stayed dead, and the keeper could sort of take it in the middle of his hands. And it's it's interesting that obviously yesterday, you know, different different day, different weather conditions, different time of the year almost. Like it felt like summer yesterday at points sitting in the east low with the sun baking down you on did. you. did. Yeah, um, yeah, it was warm afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, it yeah. skims off the turf and it bounces up and it goes in. That's the luck of football. But they're both what they now got. Has he got 14 goals and Bradshaw got 15? 14 goals for... Uh, 15 for Tom Bradshaw and 14 for Zian Fleming. And I think the next one... 
believe it's Chris. So I haven't got, like I haven't got the list in front of me. But anyway, so, yeah, some, but, that, but that's mad. Yeah, someone. But it's mad, isn't it? Like, would you say, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to knock him because I love Tom Bradshaw, but would you say Tom Bradshaw scored 15 goals this season? Does it feel like he scored 15 goals? Does he feel like he's five away from Well, not when we, we struggle to score a goal for struggle to score at all for the um, last four or five games, haven't we? Um, no, I mean, they've come in fits and starts. Um, I remember years ago, Darius Henderson scoring in a similar kind of, he either got hat-tricks or he was blank, he went dry, yeah. didn't he? Um, but I prefer to have Tom Bradshaw and Darius Henderson in my front line any day yeah. of the week. Um, he's a goal poacher. And, you know, we, we, we've struggled... At times, but he got it yesterday. That's all yeah, but that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I keep hearing this. If we only had a striker, but with Millwall, we've got a 15 goal striker that that's there. You know, I think I understand that this idea that we need a striker because we need someone to rest him. I, I get that, and someone maybe to mm. chip in and get ten themselves or whatever. But between realistically Fleming and Bradshaw, we've got 30 goals this season or 29 goals this season. You know, if they were a proper yeah, front yeah. two, you'd go, oh, Mills front two, are, you know, the, the fucking Sky and the Championship would be fucking, oh, the prolific, you know, the prolific duo of thing. Front two, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. all three, sort of the three teams in, you know, up there this season in the, what, commentary is sixth now. So in the top six, you've got three strikers. They've got that Akpung, um, is it Akpung? At Middlesbrough, you've got Brad, Akpung, yeah, Akpung, yeah. yeah, you've got Mil- yeah. Uh, Chuba Akpung. Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Uh, that, Gukarez, is it? The one who scored against us at Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. Him at Coventry who's got yeah. 20 there. And then you've got Bradshaw. I think they're the top three goal scorers. I might be wrong on that. I ain't checked that. But... Gutierrez, is he not a Premier League? No. Premier this, League this, loaner, this, he? this, this guy at Coventry is the oh, one okay. that if we go up, I want us to fucking break the bank on because he's got pace, he's got power. He suit, would suit us down to the ground, but whether or not we could ever afford him, I, I don't know. But you know, If we go up, there's, there's, a, there's the first time we've heard that. Is that is that, is that the statement? I mean, but the, the, the thing is, right, that, that's, that must be, it's a serious point, that must be fucking terrifying for the recruitment team. You know, like, just looking at it, they've got, they've, if, if we they've go got up, like a fucking, they've got yeah. two lists, big A3. I can imagine there's no computers involved in the Millwall recruitment team. But that, I, I just feel like it's a back room somewhere up, you know, down, down the corridor at Calmont Road. They're sort of, they just sit there with a big fucking dartboard, just throwing darts at random football players. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Achtung, Mailball. To laugh. I'd like to laugh, Harry. Um, there was a video, I think, the, the, the one of the, the Mill TV videos, they were doing like a, a, a blow, like a straw blowing the ball across the table game for the players. Bit of fun. And in the in the behind, um, I think it was Jules Long when he was doing this blow football thing, table football thing. Lurch is the steward, is also the the chef at the um, at the at the training ground. Now, I don't know Lurch. I don't know him at all. I um, he might. I don't know his qualifications. I'm, he must have have qualifications. Cookery qualifications. Why, why have you said he must have get the job? It's why very Millwall. He must have. It's Millwall. There's no guarantee that he did. He was just there. Unless he can knock up a fry up. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sports nutritionist, it's Lurch. Very war, isn't it? Lurch, the sports nutritionist. Doubles up as the heavy heavyweight steward, and he also does a bit of um, cookery. Um, anyway, that's that's but, no, that's... no. But you're right. But you're right. But that is the that is the standard. So you'll sit there, and Millwall would have two lists, right? And if you get promoted, what do you get? Eighty million, right? Straight away, right? So eighty million. Yeah. If Millwall yeah. spent ten percent of that, right, it's eight million. Still blow our fucking transfer window. Like it's just be ridiculous. Like this, this to be even talking about this with four games left is ridiculous, right? It's not. It's, you know, I wasn't. When we... Well, let's have a look at the, let's have a look at the league table because we are we are now at, listeners at the stage of the season where ga- the games narrow down very quickly. We're on forty two games, are just um, four games to go. Birmingham on Tuesday night makes it three games to go. Um, so we're talking about Luton looking pretty settled in third place. I get every sense that Middlesbrough is probably going to finish just behind them in fourth. Um, at the moment, Millwall offer those uh, third and fourth places, but looking as close as we can ever say with Millwall, pretty much like we're on course to finish either fifth or possibly sixth. It would. Be. So at the moment, Harry, um, if Middlesbrough's our matchup, if that's, that's not if that's good. what it gets to at the end of that the season, that is not good. That is not good. That is not what we want. Um, with with the home leg at Millwall first of all, and then the away game at Middlesbrough, if, if that's how it works out at the moment, I hasten. To have Blackburn, Coventry, and Preston, possibly Sunderland, Norwich are fighting over the the uh, the remaining spot at the moment, subject to um, the gods of football, and they can always smile and, and sneer at you. So, um, but at the moment, that's what that's who we'd be looking at, mate. Um, you got to take who you take in 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 in, in a, in a semi final playoff. Semi-final, I mean, I don't you? two legged. Yeah, I mean, I don't fear Luton um, at all. I don't fear. I, 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 out of that, if it finishes how it is now, I'm fucking terrified of playing Middlesbrough because they can score goals and that's difficult to to stop, especially as we all keep getting 
more and more injuries seemingly have started to creep in. Leonard, you know, yeah, Honeyman, that could be that Murray, could be a fact, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's starting to add up a little bit. And to be honest, you know, we we are. It's nice to see Mason Bennett back yesterday. How fit Mason Bennett is ever at any point is um is an interesting. Question. Well, he went in for a tackle, and I think I. I think I said it's like throwing the ming vase, me, you know, doing the washing up, and I'll stick that in there, Harry, yeah. as well. Whilst you're but he <laughs> might be needed, you know. This is the mad thing. Like even if, even if Styles, yeah. you know, Styles might be out for the rest of the season, but then you have got to remember that season might extend for three weeks. So he might, you know, yeah. he might suddenly that two weeks might be the difference between him getting there and not getting there. You know, all the players who are injured who are on the comeback trail will now be sleeping in fucking cryogenically oxygen tents and all the other shit because if you've got a chance at getting to the Premier League let's not get it get it absolutely twisted it's a big motivator well, there's, bonus, there's yeah, bonuses yeah. attached you listen to any sort of like ex-football player on podcasts the squad get bonuses for getting promoted and, and stuff like this it's worth a lot of money to the players as well as the club in general and, and absolutely so absolutely. you know you, you yeah. take all the sort of Millwall bravado and taking the piss out of it it is a massive moment for the club in its history especially with all the sort of work going on down in Seven Oaks and, and whatever behind the scenes we are mm. we're in we're in well we're not in the I don't think it's even a raffle we've, we've gone past the raffle stage now we're sitting at the table and now it's what we do and decide I mean it is in our own hands, which again is terrifying because we all know what our hands are like. Our hands are the most, you know, sort of fucking David. Can be a bit clumsy. Bit, bit Jordan yeah. Archer sort of circum first season in the championship um, at, at times. But look, the the games we've got left, uh, let's let's be serious. Birmingham is tricky only because it's Birmingham. It's not, you know, we have a shit record against them normally, but Gary Rowett tends to do quite well against his former club, so it sort of churned it round. But a win there would be would be massive. They're in seventeenth, listeners. Fifty points, seventeen. They should, Harry, be thinking about their easy jet flights to Manchester. I would hope. They, in, I would hope they are convention. Um, but but you know it's Millwall, Birmingham, and for some unknown reason, you know, ever since sort of two thousand and one, really, in my you know limited, it's become a it's thing. Become a yeah. thing. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice if we could get three points there. Then you get three points there. Then you've played a game more, but you put the pressure on the teams playing Wednesday, which is why I can't actually work this fucking playing after fixtures Tuesday and after fixtures Wednesday out. It's especially at this time of the season, there's no mm. need for it. Um, other than for the, I think it drags out the TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. Coverage, other than for yeah. TV. Then us on, you know, then we go, what is it, Wigan or are we Blackpool first? I can't remember. Wigan Saturday, yeah. um, rock bottom at the moment, and possibly by Saturday, if they don't, um, you know, don't get a result um, Wednesday or Tuesday, they could be relegated. And then whether that would be a good thing or a bad thing for us, I don't know. I can but, see. Um, I... They've conceded 63 yeah. goals this so season. You, that's, so my, that's what I'm looking at. Let's, let's be honest. If I think if we got, trying to work it out, if we got seven points, I think we'll get in. Um, at seven points, you know, that's two more wins one draw and one possible mm. fuck up. Um, yeah. But it would be nice if we got them done early because it would be nice going into that Blackburn game on the last day of the season with the yeah. idea that... With the matter settled. Yeah. 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 Blackburn right. needing to win to maybe get in sixth and literally going, we don't care. We will not play anyone that is fucking carrying a knock. We won't play anyone that we want to keep fit. I'm not bothered. And I really don't care about that. I know that's not a Millwall way to to think about it, but you well, can't afford for fucking, especially like I sent Rob, you can't afford for Cooper, Saville, 
Hutchinson, any of these key Bradshaw, you can't fall for Fleming, you can't fall for any of our our match wins no, to, get a, to knock. get a knock in a game that won't matter and you might yeah. as well just go, I, I don't care. Like, it, we're in. We don't care. It's no difference to us to finish fifth and play Middlesbrough or finish sixth and play Luton, as it as it were. You know, it would... Well, I think way. I think whichever way round it goes, we're we're probably going to we, if we're going to finish in the playoff zone. Let's 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 uh, let, let's let's look at it. We're going to finish either fifth or sixth. We're not going to finish fourth, um, which means that we're going to have the home leg first. Um, and to some extent, Harry, because I've got I've had bad experiences in the past of of home legs in the second <laughs> in the second game. They tend to finish in riot and mayhem. Um, it's probably not a bad thing to get the home game done and then travel away. We are an away base side um, and I don't know that's a bad thing to have the home leg first and then go away looking to get, the, a, uh, to get some form of result away. See, I get confused now because I swear they changed the way how the playoffs are set up every year. Didn't it used right. to be the home leg if you finish, like this is what I don't get. You don't, if you finish higher, you actually get the home leg last but it's a midweek fixture. It's never Saturday. So you get like a Tuesday night no. under lights, whereas we'd get a Saturday three o'clock. Well, you get a Friday night. Friday you get a Friday night, night, night at Millwall, right at Millwall <laughs> which would be, which suits us. I totally, I totally agree what you're saying. Like 7.45, pissed as a fart Millwall, turn up to have Middlesbrough turn up into town. And it will be, I mean, I know a lot's been made about the den selling out and, and, you know, fans being strings all of a sudden coming out the woodwork and whatever online. There's a lot of it. Yeah. But, I, 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 and I agree with a lot of what I'm saying. I, I, I see it in my block. I see it around the ground. It's just suddenly the club, the club are doing this weird thing that they don't necessarily, in my opinion, I don't think they want, you know, necessarily some of the season ticket holders that we've had for years and years and years coming anymore. That's my opinion, whether or not you, the club will deny that, of course. But it is not, it, it's all this newfangled mill shit. I mean, even to the... There's certainly... In a play for the, um, the the tourist market, I mean, you see it everywhere. You know, where I sit has traditionally been a pretty empty block. One of the reasons I go up there, listeners, is so I can talk to myself and no one thinks I'm a nutcase, you know. Um, but it's increasingly becoming fuller and fuller in the, in the recent games because the crowds have been bigger. But it is, they've made a play for the um, the weekend uh, kind of US, um, continental, German um, Dutch. I mean, it's know, even like and it's as much as like the VT before the game using Gary Rowett's pay to view speech that you have to pay for now as a fan. You know, you can't just listen to the manager, which still mm. irks me, and I will refuse to pay it. The 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 you know that VT and putting it on Twitter. It's like shut the fuck up and just play football. Stop doing the media shit. You look ridiculous when it don't work out. And Millwall calling it on is a very fucking Millwall thing of going. Oh well, you know we're in the playoffs and then we'll lose three on the bounce because that's Millwall because we've called it on to the football face yeah. to fuck yeah. it up. Um, but I don't think for how many strings will be in the ground over those playoff games if we get there. Big if we'll. You know, I don't think I think the string element will be well and truly put into their fucking place on that night. And the thirteen thousand that give a fuck, as I'd put it, the thirteen thousand will rise to the occasion, and and they'll get swept up in that because I think everyone's oh god, I think yeah. everyone's I mean, been. I think the the, the the home games recently where it's been flat and it's been. I think it's because there's been an expectation which is very unmillwall that we're going to come and be entertained and beat a Huddersfield, or we're going to come and and yesterday against Preston after we got the goal there was a release and it was nervous tension and whatever but 
Yes, they didn't have the hype. No, that's it. it. I mean, we 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 had hype against um, uh, Luton and uh, Huddersfield and, and others, Sunderland when we played them. Um, full houses, blah 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 blah. We didn't really have the same hype. Yes, it was a decent crowd in a sixteen and a half thousand. Um, but it didn't have the same kind of weight of expectation, which I think is no bad thing. It doesn't suit us as a club. No. I mean, the only other thing that strikes me with the tourist market, and um, you know, I read the same things that you read online. Um, we've both been around Mill for a long, long time between us. But it's the price of the big time, and you can like it or you can not like it. But you know, if you do get into the Premier League, it will change the club. And I mean, it, the days of nine thousand, ten thousand, Harry, are it, long. Look true. at the crowds we've had this it's season. True. Also, you know, there is. I looked just before, just before you, just before you and I started speaking. We've not had a crowd under. I think the lowest crowd was Blackpool early in the season. We've got eleven thousand. Other than that, it's all been historically. Um, 12s and pluses, you know, and then obviously in recent uh, weeks we've been selling out repeated 16 and a half thousand years. Once upon a time, that would have been massive, um, a massive crowd, huge. Now you so see it as normal. This, this is well, this is the this is you know, we, we're not quite in the big time, listeners, but this is the big time what it feels like, and we can moan, but uh, I don't think it's going to change. I mean, like, it's, Harry, it's simple, you know, it's simple um, things like yesterday. So I rocked up to the ground at half past two. Normally, half past two is well too early, almost. You know, you sail yeah. through yeah, yeah. getting into the... I refuse to call yeah. it the Docker stand, so I'll call it the East. Um, so, you know, you, you queue up to get into the East Lower, and, and they've got two turnstile doors shut, and fucking crowds going back onto fucking onto the Silver Estate, basically. And uh, shout out to to Bill Bill Henshaw. He made the same point. I found that at the West Upper, you know, a sellout crowd. They've got three turnstiles open. This is this is where it goes back to our Sunday morning football our quality for Millwall Football Club, Harry. I mean, this there's a mindset change in the club because we've got to get. But then what, that's what kills me, right? So they've got no people to operate basically what is a glorified scan this barcode and push that with your foot, right? That is literally all you need, right? I don't understand why it's harder. That's the job. That is yeah. the job. That's not taking the piss out of those people's job. It is a vital job in the football club. No, the tra- anyone can do truck, that right? job. The training involved in that is literally what I've said, right? There's no other. I mean, maybe there's call a supervisor if the why ticket not? don't scan. That might be the the next level of training that we have to. That's what well, they don't resolve yeah, it. Yeah, they call right, the that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I walk down, and I don't know if anyone else, you know, who listens to the pod is is located in the blocks that I'm about to talk to. But you get halfway down, as soon as you get past block 44 in the lower of the East Stand or the Dockers Stand, whatever way you want to call it, you now have five yeah, stewards yeah. standing there checking your season ticket to make sure that you're not going into a into a season ticket bit where you have to pay more money than the other bit of money because the club aren't very happy with oh, this, right? right? So. You know, I get checked right. to go to my seat, which is very un-Millwall, and it started happening about right. three or four weeks ago or whatever. But there's five people there. Take two fucking people away from there and stick them on the fucking turnstile. It's like, this is this is basic <laughs> day-to-day management that we can't do. And then you've got people saying behind me, you know, how, do, how, can, we, how can people not see it? How can we not sign a striker? Because we can't even open turnstiles, and yet we're fifth. And it's just fucking mad. It, it's just, we are, like, I'm sure other clubs, you know, I can't be bothered to listen to the, the pandering of other clubs. And I don't listen to other clubs' individual podcasts. I sort of listen to sort of more mainstream no, football no. ones. But I don't think there is a more dysfunctional club in, in the Football League. Is there? Is there really? <laughs> like, you know, it, it just... We're fun, we're, we're, we're... 
We're forever, fundamentally, Harry, we're forever in our minds, or the, the those that have followed the club for a long while, we're really always a third division mid-table side that has got a bit, that's had a good run. See, I, see I, because I've been spoiled, right? And we will carry that forwards forever. See, like, I, yeah. I, I'm trying to that's it, pose an interesting question. If I look at it, do I think we're a third division club? Because most most of my, you know, I was born in 90. and you don't I mean, really in terms of mindset. Yeah, but you don't, mindset. you don't really, you know, maybe you don't have a brain or go, oh, I can't fucking remember anything before I'm sort of 10. Maybe odd moments, but really your sort of consciousness begins at 10. And we, you know, that's like Aris and Sadia and Claridge and getting promoted and whatever. And then Birmingham 2002 yeah. or, what, or 2001, 2002, whatever it was. I remember that. And, and, and it's taken us yeah. 20 years to get back there via fucking Donerkey, Spackman, Holloway, fucking you name it, how much shit we've had. <laughs> and then you have the good times as whatever. But we're living, you're living in the good times. Like, there's kids younger than me that don't know how shit it's been. Like, they're, they're going now and we're fifth. No, 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 we're fifth no, in, the no. ta- in the table. These are the, this used to be the, the top league. That, the Premier League didn't exist. No, so we're right. the these, fifth best team in the fucking country. These are the glory days for them. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and if we get there, then there's, you know, it, it will serve to some extent. And we've mentioned this when I've spoken during the past. It'll banish the ghosts of 1988 a little bit because it. Bit like um, I remember when Liverpool used to uh, be like a major force. That whenever the old players would turn up at the end, it was carried. It would be like a weight on the shoulders of, of, of trying to match the achievements of the past. Now I'm not putting us in that category, but but the achievement of it in the in the late eighties has been um, it's been a long while since we've got anywhere close to it. But I think uh, uh, it's within touching distance, I mean, Harry. Within touching I mean, distance. I've got to say this: people of your age group, and I, I say this, I say this to my dad as well. How fucking lucky are you, right? Mm. You've got to see us in the first division. You've got to see us in Europe. Europe. You've got to see us in the FA Cup, Cup final, final. Yeah. right? Like, there was yeah. sort of 60 years before you that were lucky if we fucking played at 3.15 on a Saturday <laughs> at the old den. You know, it was... It was it was 60 years where we were in the fourth and third division struggling to get out of them, you know. Um, you know, yeah, it's, the Monty, yeah, but, you know um, it's the Monty Python from the life of Brian, the fucking bloke in the in the cell being hung from the shackles, going, oh, you don't know how lucky you are. I'd kill to have, be spat on, you know. It's literally like that. But there, there needs to be a sense of realism. But we are so close that it is very difficult. Like when we done that live thing the other day, you know, you come off there and, the sort of Millwall's gallows humour of Millwall is that, oh, we're, we've fucked it up now, we're dead, right? But then it's the literal bipolar yeah. nature of us is that we win 2-0 on that the following Saturday and now everyone's like, we're fucking there, we've done it, it's fucking brilliant, you know, we're playing well. And and that is what we'll being a Millwall... Win out the blue yesterday and now we're there. Yeah, yeah, that's... We've got, we've got Birmingham Tuesday Huge fixture uh, Tuesday night, Harry. Um, you know, a win there doesn't quite settle matters, but it... it moves us into as, as, as close as you like. Uh, we just have three games to go after that. Um, and so many others around us. I mean, if we win Tuesday night, you suddenly are looking at that Wigan fixture in your game, right? Okay. We've got Wigan, who are down. We should win there. If you win the next two, the final two games, you'll know the table will take shape in them two games. It's suddenly a lot. Some of those teams that are, you know, your West Broms, your your West Broms and Watford, who have got a mathematical chance of sneaking in, although very unlikely is still there. They'll drop maybe Tuesday. Maybe it will become basically too far on Tuesday. Um, Coventry and Blackburn obviously both can't win this week on 
this midweek fixture. Yeah. I know Blackburn have got their their game in hand, but they might be done. I mean, their their draw against Hull yesterday now looks, um, you know, maybe it would have been a good result, but it looks a bad result with commentary. You know, Preston and commentary with the two teams coming with a head of steam. You know, Preston have won four on the bounce before yesterday. Um, but yeah. that sort of a Millwall madcap run of that's something that we've done and then just fall and short. That felt like that yesterday. Maybe that game was the game too far for them, you know, and, and we've got the points. That's the point. Yeah. We're not being chased this time. And I think that is the major, major difference. There's no, you know, even that season under Aris where we didn't lose for 15 games, you know, it was always that. We, I think two of those, maybe the 13... We had a cup run feeling well, about it, didn't we? we scored, it, I mean, as, mad as, it, this, as this... mad as it was, I think there was two games near the end of the run that we scored two goals in the first first, like, first minute twice or something, or two goals in the first five minutes, consecutive home games. And, you know, that's like that's right. just so rare in football. You're not going to be able to maintain that. Whereas this time we're, all right, for the last four games before yesterday, we've we've huffed and we've puffed and we've not sort of we've not scored a goal, but that's very rare for us. And to be defensively sloppy at the same time is rare for us. Um, so you know, I don't. We're not gonna. The the point is not to get beat. Like yesterday, we had to win, but you know, you beat Birmingham, and then it's it's three games, and over three games, do I back us to do it from now? No, I don't know. I, 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 my heart says, yeah, I do. I think they'll be fine, but my heart has been broken by this fucking football club before, so I don't, I don't want to. It's like, I don't know. It's like having an old car that lets you that lets you down every now and again, and you do love the car and you want the car to run, but it's not reliable, and and then it's time for it to go to the. It's it's when you it's when your dog or your old cat gets to a certain age, and you've got to take it to the vets. It breaks your heart, but there we are. We'll do a separate podcast, Harry on the psychiatrist couch, and how he's had his heart broken too many times. Just to close, um, great to see Jimmy Abdu before the game yesterday. H, what a player! Um, Great to hear him speak and say goodbye to the crowd. He never got the chance, as he said yesterday. That was wonderful to to hear. Um, who did you make man of the match yesterday? I know I make man of the match. Who did you pick for man, your man of the match quite, out yesterday? Quite a few names in dispatches. Like I thought Malone had a good game. I thought Jake Cooper was was decent again. I I, I like the fact that the uh, the captaincy run for Jake Cooper in Hutchinson's absence seemingly has made Jake Cooper a more of a colossus Millwall shouting man. Like yesterday after Danny Mac fucked up yeah. uh, and long between Danny Mac and Long they sort of managed to create a chance out of nothing. That was the one that Malone cleared off the line. But as soon as the ball went out of play, fucking Cooper's going yeah. mad at everyone, which this is diminutive for six foot seven Jake Cooper, who didn't seemingly want to say boo to a goose when he comes to the club. And it just shows that these players, yeah, these players are now yeah. give a shit. And that's a, that's a major thing down here. But I think I've got to mention him because I mean, he's not going to win player of the season. Well, but he should, because I think he's brilliant. Is George Savile? I thought George Savile yesterday was yeah, that was that was my choice. Of outstanding. Man the yeah. bloke must cover twenty kilometers a game. Just and the shit assery and the nurse and everything is just a level above everyone else. Billy Mitch is some great video of him leaving the pitch yesterday, Harry. As well, I, I was too far away to get that, but he was really giving it some of the crowd as he walked off the pitch yesterday. He got good applause. Um, who did you vote for? Have you voted Jack McBrayer? I, I, I went for Tom Bradshaw personally, but I, I, I wouldn't fight anyone that said Jules Savile. I haven't voted for anyone yet, and I'm a little bit... This, it's kind of... It's, it's a, a tale of a good season when you're struggling to go, well, 
I want to give it to this person, but I also want to give it to this person. So mm. I wouldn't mind anyone, any one of the three winning it would be for me. I wouldn't mind if Bradshaw won it. I wouldn't mind if Fleming won it. I wouldn't mind if Savile won it. I would like Charlie Creswell to get a name in dispatches, but I don't think you should give player of the season to a lone player. I just don't think you should. Um, no. But no. I, I, I think any one of those three for me, Savile, encapsulates a Millwall football player. Zion Fleming's creativity has been massive and replaced Jeb Wallace, which I didn't think we'd be able to do. And I think Tom Bradshaw, for all the shit that he's carried for sort of two or three years of he's not good enough and he don't score and he's this and he's that and whatever, he's just, he's come good finally. I mean, he's had, a, he signed us, he signed for us, he got a bad knee injury. How good would he have been without the knee injury? You don't know because no knee's ever the same, but it, He's lost, he admits himself that he lost a yard of pace by losing his knee injury. So how fucking good would he be if he had another yard of pace? Um, and, and you think about yeah. it, you know, yeah. he has turned out to be another one. And I will say he has turned out to be another great new Harris signing. Um, it's taken a longer, a lot longer than anyone else, but he, he, he has come good for the club. And I think he's, his redemption arc has been, has been pretty Millwall-esque, if you know what I mean, you know. Cast aside, even by Millwall, a lot of Millwall player, uh, fans, and and now he's coming yeah. good. But Touchwood, because if we fucking lose him, we oh. ain't got any fucking chance of of getting there. So he can't get <laughs> wrap him in wrap wrap him in fucking pla- <laughs> wrap him in plastic, put him to bed in an airtight chamber, fucking do whatever you need to do, but don't let him, don't let him go in, near anything, any cracks in the floor or anything. Just keep him keep him nice at Calmont Road. One hundred percent, Ari. It's been great talking to you, mate. Sunday, when you got you got uh, things to do today, yeah, I've, got to go um, I've got an edit of a show. I think this is an edition in its own right. This one. So anyway, I'm going to edit edit the show um, today. Hopefully, get it all online later today, listeners. Big thank you, Ari Warren. Thanks, no worries, mate. Up the lines, and thank you to you two, dear listeners. Up the lions, as Ari says. Ari Verdurchi Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung, Millwall. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.